G'day punters, welcome to the Mailbag Season 1 Episode 11. We are still without our captain Jack Dickens, they've just had the arrival of their baby boy so congratulations to him and the family but nonetheless I'll be joined by Drew Patchell to review the weekend that was at Flemington and we'll quickly touch on Ascot as well. Drew will then be joined by Rob Scurry and they will discuss who got up in the Game of Thrones finale, who won the Iron Throne at the short quote. I'm not sure I'll actually give any spoilers though. They'll also discuss the election, the week that was in play Phillips that could be had and what is going on with the Australian political scene. And then if they have time, they might also discuss what happened at Rose Hill. As always, we're powered by punting form. We drink goat and we are betting with Betfair. Hope you enjoy. This seasonal transition period, four guys who enjoy looking at horses and punting on horses band together to give you mail on horses. Live from wherever their families allow them to record, Drew Patchell. Whose fucking baby is that? Pete Antonis. We're not going to leave a baby in the room. There's a fucking tiger in the bathroom. Rob Scurry. It's not our baby. Okay, we'll take it with us. Can you at least just find some pants? And Jack Dickens. I don't think you should curse around a child. Really? I don't think you should be around a child. This is The Mailbag. Don't be scared, little girl. It's only me. And who is me? said there was right there was about a five minute period on betfair on saturday night when labor who hit a dollar oh seven they went out to a dollar thirty and then they were straight out to a dollar seventy and the writing was on the wall they then a minute later hit two dollars then four minutes later out to four dollars and it was all over red rover the votes were coming in that the libs were going to take it out in the east and they were going to keep flowing in the west we all knew that later that night yeah, look, it was a bit frustrating. I think by the time I finished at Ascot, Labor was, uh, sorry, the coalition was at $4. So I'd sort of missed a little bit of that early price. I wasn't paying attention during the day. But, uh, God, it's looking like a real, you know, lucrative angle just taking to just what really should be, if you look at the, the polls and more of the consistent polls, the fact that it is always going to be, say, 48 52 or even closer than that. And yet the market's saying something completely different. Like you just have to have a little bit of an interest there. And then as you see the market start to even up, you can take a bit more. And then just the magic of in play, you can actually get yourself into a pretty good position. Yeah, I imagine there would have been some few smart um, punters out there who actually did their due diligence rather than just having a having a plug at it and did the seat by seat that was required, looked at the polling for each different area and said, okay, well in in Victoria, they've had a 2% swing to Labor's way, but that's still not been anywhere near enough. Then you've got the States of Perth and Queensland where Queensland has had a lot of money put into it by Palmer and, you know, Pauline Hanson's quite popular up there and the whole Adani thing with jobs and Labor being severely against it. It's all gone against them that way. And I suppose you know, it, it's similar to racing. If you put in the time, you can find the results. Absolutely. And I think at the end of the day as well, what it comes down to is that we've seen it in major elections around the world, people do not want 
to be voting for a party that is represented by someone who they cannot identify as as a leader. And as soon as you put someone forward like a Bill Shorten, like a Hillary Clinton, someone that they do not inherently trust to lead their country, it doesn't matter what moral policies that they are trying to run with that they may feel may be superior to their opposition. No one cares about that at the end of the day. The leader isn't going to be able to follow through at any stage. And I think that's what we saw. Correct. And that's unfortunately why Kim Beasley never had a high-up prime ministership job. He was a great person, but you couldn't see him leading. Yeah, and I think the Labor Party as well just thought they could just get away with parachuting in statement uh, potential candidates into a few, say, potentially marginal seats, and uh, obviously that backfired. But anyway, that's uh, once every three years. Let's write that down, set a reminder for three years' time, Drew's in. We can actually have a bit of a, a Betfair function at the time, and we'll try and make some cash out of Definitely, it. Definitely, and we'll actually try and get some statisticians on, it, on board to actually help us with it. Yeah, I think it should make sense. All right, well, that was uh, part of the fun on Saturday, but we also had, obviously, a meeting at Flemington, and uh, look, how did you think the meeting went? Um, I thought it was a pretty fair meeting overall. You look, the weather was fine. The track played as you expected. You could probably win from anywhere, depending on the tempo in the race. And look, it wasn't an overly great day for me, punting wise. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't fire too many uh, bullets, as they say. But. Oh. Look, this is what the review's for. It's about finding the right information and going from there. Yeah, I think it's a bit like that at this time of year. Obviously, those who have been following me in dates on the WA preview pod, we've been pretty much keeping our hands in our pockets for the most part over the last few weeks, just partially because the the quality of the racing isn't there. But then also, you just have to just bide your time and, and just there's no point overbetting, so to speak, on meetings where you're not as confident. But anyway, let's run through this card. Race one was the Oh, these are all Hall of Fame races. How outstanding. How wonderful. Um, anyway, race one was 1,400 metres. <laughs> yeah, you're going to call it the Huey Bowman because I'm not. No, I mean, um, Yeah, so look, this was an absolute crawl. They've gone 11 and a half lengths slow to the first in, to the 600. And instead of being a 1,400 metre race for two-year-olds, it's been an absolute 400 metre sprint home, pretty much. Um, independent road. This thing looked a bit sneaky from the Hayes yard. Uh, it was the runner in the race that I was just thinking, and I said on the preview show, on the preview pod, it was the one I could see this jumping out of the ground and just getting stuff going its way. Well, I didn't see the tempo going this way. I didn't have a bet on the race, but I see it's got up. So I've started the day not having a bet and getting a winner and just going, cool, that's a nice way to lose on the first, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Outside of that, look, there are some fine runs here. Levin Lass has to be respected. But with the tempo they've run, there's, I can't take any of this forward. I think Independent Road is probably a decent type going forward. But could I be taking it at $2, $3 next start in you know a similar race? No, I couldn't. And it'll probably start that. So there's not a lot I can take out of it. Yeah, obviously Independent Road ran the fastest last 400, fastest last 200. But when you go that slow that early, they're probably entitled to be running on pretty strong. Uh, race two, 1,400 metres, yeah, they went a bit quicker here. They went 3.1 lengths fast for the class to the 600. Yeah, um, look, speed was genuine here. Kingsbrook was in a league of its own. Uh, this is a really exciting type, I think. Um, I think this is really a horse that we can follow forward. It's gone four lengths faster than uh, class benchmark for the race overall. It's run a figure that – it's actually run a similar figure in the past off a really strong tempo. 
Um, so it can repeat that. So it wasn't a fluke. It wasn't an abnormality. This horse is genuine. It can keep running it. Um, this is one of the two follow forward horses from the meeting. I think it can go into anything at once next start. They'll probably keep it to Phillies and mares grade. It'll be really well, well placed around 14 to 600 metres. I'd prefer it on a dry track, and it's clearly the takeout from the race. Uh, outside of that horse, I was a bit surprised and shocked by Ocean Deep's regression. Uh, it was three wide the trip, but it is run absolutely poorly. It's almost gone about, I'd say, eight lengths backwards on its previous start. So it may have wandered, I don't know, less of a tempo out front being three wide, but it's just absolutely stunk it up. Okay, uh, Kingsbrook running the fourth fastest thousand on the card as well. Uh, we'll go to race three. Yeah, what well, they've just gone a little bit below average there, two lengths or so slow to the six hundred. And Moon Lover has won just resuming, I believe, wasn't it? Uh, so uh, it was fourth up, so it had a little bit of a break. But so if you looked at its previous three starts, Moon Lover, it has run six lengths faster improvement wise than it has in every of its pre three third three previous starts this prep. So it's shown significant improvement. It's been absolutely suited by a crawl out front on um, Miss Leonidas to the point where the horse ran. Two and a half lengths faster at Caulfield over the thousand meters when it won there, and the horse, the horse is just you know it it's done everything it can the final four hundred and just ran into one better. Um, I think he's he's poorly restrained this horse for the first six hundred meters, and that's been a resentment from the horse. Um, it was disappointing to watch. It was my best bet of the day. So I am talking through my kick there. It found one better in Moon Lover, who I couldn't have in the race based on its three previous runs. Um, I'd touch on Bandipur. It's really regressed from last start. I think it's potentially wanting further. It should stretch out to 1,200 metres. It may be better suited doing so. Um, outside of that, Smart Coop, Smart Coop. It keeps running consistently. Good for third. Super hard has run a poor figure overall. It's regressed from last start. Um, yeah, look, I, it's even regressed from its best run. So it's gone nowhere near its best there. It may just be a fresh horse is what I'm going to be saying about it. Okay. Race four is over 1,400 metres. Uh, big night out of a black booker for one Jay Dickens, I believe. But, uh, look, it was a drifting favourite, but still was too strong in the end for Junipal. Yeah, this is a really exciting type. It's always been well-backed. Uh, first three runs this prep, it's been run slowly, run slowly, run slowly. And guess what? It gets a really, you know, a fast run race, two and a half lengths faster than class benchmark to the 600, and it's just exploded. It's been well-suited. It's found the tempo it's wanted, and this is a really classy horse. I think it can go anywhere at once and be hard to beat, especially in three-year-old grade. Uh, Junipel was a really good return. It's run home for second. And, look, my mate Crockett was slow away, dead last in run. It's run home very well, third fastest, eight six four two of the race. It was in a spot that I think it could never win from, and it's been respectable. I would like to see it up to 1,600 next start, and hopefully it jumps away. Race five, again, a bit more of a genuine tempo, just under five lengths fast to the 600 for the class there. And uh, be good to your mother was obviously the horse that was well found, $1.55 or so, and, uh, yep, one by a length. 
yeah, it wasn't an impressive win. Uh, it did take a bit half the straight for it to get out, and it took probably an extra 100 metres after that to really get going. Um, look, it's a good horse. They've gone 4.3 lengths faster than class benchmark, so you have to consider it's probably going to keep going up in grade. Uh, it probably wouldn't be out of its depth in a group race going forward based on what it's done. Um, Arancina was very solid on speed with Eagle Ridge for second and third, but the run of the day for me is Boxer Chocolates. It was out the back. It was held up till about the three, 250-300. It's run... It's run fifth. It's run the best eight six four two at big odds. After fifty meters after the line, it was second. So this is a horse that I think's wanting you know an extra two hundred to four hundred meters. It's just an absolute eye catcher for me. It will be getting decent odds on it based on the stable and the usual preference of who's on board. It's a follow. It's a massive follow for me anywhere it goes. Be good to your mother also just registering a new personal best in that race by 0.3 of a length. So there you go. Um, race 6, 1,600 metres. Uh, Fidelia, Shawnee, Sealed all sort of loomed as good chances off their last runs. And obviously that was pretty much how the market saw it. And that's how the result landed as well. Yeah, they've gone absolutely fast. 11.5 lengths fast in class benchmark sets it up for the best horses. Fidelia and Shawnee have gapped them. Um, Shawnee was on the back of Fidelia most of the race, had every chance. People are criticising the ride. Not much else you can do from back there, and I think it was the perfect way to ride it. Fidelia was felt for from the 800 by Ethan Brown, who got the horse going at the right time, pulled every single right rein, and he deserved the win 110% by the ride he gave this really exciting horse. All right. Very nice. Very nice. Um, I would just say Sealed, who has run third, I think off a more economical run next start, it can go really well. So I would not be jumping off at any any bit because the two that have run home for, you know, fourth and fifth just behind Sealed were also from out the back. So Sealed's been the only horse in the top uh, eight coming around the home turn that's finished off any good. Yeah, some pretty big figures there overall, as you must say. Uh, yeah. Okay, race seven, 2,000 metres. We had Declares War for Matt Kamani and Joe McNeil defeating Igniter and not a single cent. Um, Declares War, another horse that you could have found from a last start point of view in terms of being a black booker. Yeah, there are a few nice types in here. I mean, Igniter, we got a bit of money out of it. Uh, Packetum, it's a horse that me and Dicko have been following. So we were both, I'm sure, on it here for a little bit. Not a single sense of group horse. So we've been on, been, been on that as well. But they've gone five, five and a half lengths slow to the 600 here. And it's just been a sprint home. That being said, it's suited the on paces. And that's been declares we're an igniter. I'm not sure there's much else we can take out of it apart from not a single sense in for a really good prep from coming home from out the back. Sounds good. Race eight was over 1,400 metres. Uh, old mate span ahead, uh, getting the job done over old mate Mamsel Tess. So a couple there that I know we've had a bit of luck with in the past. And even Shoko running in for third. Uh, yeah, look, they've gone full length slow to the 600 here. On speeders have been suited. The top four around the turn have run top four. Um, Spannerhead's just been, you know, flip the uh, rolled the dice out there and been the one on the day that's got the job done uh, from Mamsel Test. Uh, they're both really well weighted. 
I was pretty disappointed by the run of Hassan Eagle from out back. It's got a better turn of foot than that. It just didn't find anything at final 200 metres. Um, it's a really tough handicap race when you look at it. The All the class was taken out of it from the scratchings. Um, it's simple to say, but Galaxy Raider would have absolutely shit in here, in my opinion. And it's annoying that it was scratched. Yep. That's the brakes unfortunately <laughs> i know Dicko yes. was pretty keen on that and obviously without that horse in the market it became a bit of uh i guess a plain race but anyway until next time uh look race nine 2000 meters fantastic came into this race with the highest last start for you coming off a big tempo and uh obviously didn't necessarily started eight dollars fifty yeah exactly yeah uh, it drifted last start and it drifted here again. So for whatever reason, there are people in the Betfair market who want to take it on heavily. So um, they are worse for wear. Yeah, they've gone half a length faster than class benchmark to the 600. So there's been a genuine enough tempo here. And Mantastic hasn't actually, you know, broken the class benchmark figure. He'd been 1.2 lengths below to get the win. So hasn't had to break any records. Um you have to say the likes of Octobello and Pacadale were pretty disappointing from positions well better suited in run. Um, second bullet's consistent, keeps catching the eye, but just doesn't win. So, um, look, Mantastic's just a horse you can probably just keep following forward. It will probably keep going around a decent price now. And, you know, it's run the best 12, 10, 8, 6, 4, 2 of the race, and there's no knocks on it. All right, so Drew, overall, horses to follow coming out of the meeting at Flemington. Yeah, the, the main two for me are Kingsbrook and Box of Chocolates because I think we'll get a good price on both in the next start. I don't think they'll be thrown too far up in distance or too far – sorry, they'll be thrown up in distance but not too far up in class. Kingsbrook probably stays same class or goes up. Box of Chocolates, they could go down in class, they could go back to Adelaide or somewhere like that to have a shot at them and we should be getting a good price. Sounds good. Yeah. Anything you liked at Ascot? Well, look, it was a pretty plain meeting at Ascot. I mean, the, the Roma Cup was uh, the slowest of three 1,200-metre races on the card, but it did also cause Twitter to blow up there late in the afternoon. They weren't talking about Scaramanga. They weren't talking about Bell Shelton. They were talking about Willie Pike <laughs> getting stuck on Galaxy Star back on the fence extricating it with about 150 to go. And from that standing start, she delivered the fastest last 200 on the card and just missed out by a bee's diaphragm. My goodness gracious me. Look, the horses return in great order. Obviously, she's a Ferrari. Everyone knows that. She won the uh, the Railway Stakes last year with a similar sort of ride. On that occasion, it was a bigger field, and Pike managed to cut the field in half coming around the turn. On this occasion, he took a bit longer to get out. But look, that is the racing tactics of the stable in general, or more of the connections, I should say, rather than the actual stable. And uh, more than likely, the owner would have been saying, just don't knock her around too much. Use the best going. Don't drag her out too wide into the straight where it's going to be a little bit more worn. Just keep her happy. And she was pretty happy. So, look, obviously, if you took the 280 that she opened up, you've done your balls. If you took the $1.60 or $1.70 late, you've probably taken slide unders, but you're still done your balls and probably felt pretty harsh in doing so maybe got what you deserved oh look maybe <laughs> uh, look, it was a really interesting market in that race and we saw basically rock magic well what do you make rock magic's run well i thought there was a genuine query on him coming out of 
a hard, fast northern track, and it was hard to the point where earlier in the race, oh, earlier in the day, a maiden gunflint broke the the track record over the eleven hundred, and then Rock Magic came out and broke the same track record that had been set that day by over a second, um, and that was a track record going back to. Uh, probably the best part of, what, eight years ago or so now with Power Princess, who was a pretty handy horse herself. So, look, the, it was a hard track. He was second up after a knee injury. There was genuine queries there, and the market basically told you that he must have jarred up during the week because all of a sudden he was $4 and then drifting. Started $6, or he was as much as $6 on the fair at one point, and Galaxy Star was 280 into 230 that morning and then all of a sudden was a dollar eighty before the race and did not budge. It was rock firm. Yeah. The sectionals tell the story because Rock Magic's broken twenty two seconds on one, two, three, four occasions in the past fifteen runs and it's run at twenty two four nine final four hundred there. So it's significantly slower than what it can do and the market knew. Yeah, look he did loom. He did for the four hundred to the two hundred, he did run the fastest of the race. Um, so he loomed up as if Rock Magic of old would always do. He's a tough horse, but obviously just didn't quite finish off. But let's face it, he's uh, he's an older older horse now, and really having horses like Galaxy Star and uh, Vital Silver's gone to a new level as well in its most recent preparation. So they're, they're good horses. You'll probably see Vital Silver head over your way. Uh, Galaxy Star, I think she probably will too. Reading between the lines, she'll go through the next three weight for age races over here and then probably jump on a plane um gadding has also been confirmed he'll be heading over to melbourne all things being well with him going through the winter and he'll be the main competitor to galaxy star over the next three starts but gadding will be heading over for a tilt at the cox plate um and it'll be interesting to see if galaxy star joins him in that regard otherwise she might be going to something like a mire if she makes the trip excellent well looking forward to those coming over because we had trap for fools come over and couple of his WA horses go okay. Blackheart Bart wasn't too bad on his day. Yeah, absolutely. And we've just got Lindsay Smith. He's just about to start training. Well, I think he already has, but he's, he's based out of Warrnambool now. He'll be dual-wielding states. So he'll be still keeping his team over in WA, but then also he'll be training out of Warrnambool, taking over the old Weir stables. So a bit of extra WA flavour uh, coming your way to you dirty Victorians. Looking forward to a bit more of that, mate, and hope we can get you back over here soon. Yep, whenever that might be. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect, Petey. Well, let's. uh, Thanks very much for that, and let's head over to Rob in Sydney. Sounds good. Go well, Juicy. And over Sydney, we have Rob Scurry joining me on the line. Rob, how you doing? Not bad, Drew. Yourself? Yeah, pretty good. Just finished up watching Game of Thrones, and I hear you're about to watch it with the missus, so exciting times ahead. <laughs> well, excited for a Monday night, I guess. Um, yeah, look, um, you know, it's, it's a pretty good day on Saturday. We've got this beautiful weather in Sydney. The track was pretty good, pretty fair. Um, you know, I made a couple of mistakes, which, you know, kind of irk me, um, but we'll get to that. Yeah, definitely. There were a few uh, few blowouts on the card on Saturday, including the Liberal Party. Ooh, the coalition getting up. You didn't have a cheeky something on that yourself, did you? 
Um, I had backed Labor. This is the – I thought I'm a conservative voter normally, and this is the first time I voted for Labor because I could not see Scott Morrison winning. I could not be voting them in, and I've been done by my own little trick of the silent minority who don't uh, put down the votes correctly. I, I, I backed Trump. Um, I, I backed a few other things. and Brexit. Yep, and I got done on this one. So you know, got my got my comeuppance, but it's good for small business. So what can I say as a small business owner? Well, yeah, look, we'll all be all right. You know, it's just you know, anyway, it's, that's that's it, exactly right, exactly right. And you know, anyway, I'm not going to get into to Australian politics because I find well, them a bit fucking boring. Fair enough. Last last thing before we get into the racing, we have a new member of the mailbag team. I know. Remind me, is it Little Darcy, is it? Little Darcy, yes. He must be um, a Luke Darcy fan. I, I didn't see, see him as a Bulldog fan, but, you know. Well, I think you're drawing a long bow there, mate. But um, well, I think, I think, I think it's, a, it's, a, it's a bit of an alpha name, you know. I'm not surprised, Jack. You know, he's got it across the line with Emma. It's, I think it's a good, strong. What about Mr. Darcy from um, is it Pride yes. and Prejudice? Yep. Maybe, maybe Emma's, you know, all about that Colin Firth bloke. Well, are we going to have to um, start calling him Double D, or what, what's his nickname going to be, being Darcy Dickens? Oh, that's got a ring to it, doesn't it? Jeez. Yeah, uh, it does. That's it's a smart, smart oh, decision. Mate, it, it's a big buzz having a having a kid. It, it's 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 like nothing else. Um, that that first day or so. Um, so I'm sure he's um, you know loving life right now, but loving life and absolutely losing it with no sleep for the first few days. I imagine. Oh no! It's not, not not just days, mate. That goes on for for, for possibly years. I've never been the same. Day. I've never been the same. You know, I used to be able to sleep for the sleep for the nation. Now, sleep four to six hours in a night, and I'm happy. Anyway, enough about me. Um, let's let's do this two-year-old race. Yes, so they've gone extremely fast here for the class. So six point two lengths fast in the class benchmark to the six hundred. And guess what? They've come from the back. So this was kind of a theme for the day that you could win from anywhere. It looked like that early based on this race. And look, you've had Diamond Thunder on top from the yard. It's just gone too fast out front. It's run a respectable third considering the tempo. Yeah, I, th- I think the um, – yeah, it, it, it's run pretty good. I, I, I saw that at Warwick Farm at the previous start. Um, you know, it's a, it's a nice little sprinter. I, I don't think it's at the end this prep. I think it can win again. Um, Espinola, I thought you know maybe maybe a runaway, so maybe that that could be worth following. But you know, it did have its chance. Um, and and Cube, um, you know, just typical Waller. You know, just just that shorter run is how I like him. So I don't know quite how he missed the numbers, but I thought it was a chance. Um, Hulk had that same kind of look, but um, maybe. Kubik's a slightly better horse, but um, yeah. Look, I, I think there's you know Espinola, Diamond Thunder, Kubik. They're all, they're all they're all decent. It's just it's just getting the right setup to win win a race. I think they could all win next start. This did feel like a bit of the day of the Wallers to start the meeting because I think he's won the first, the third, the fourth, and the fifth, and he could not actually win the second because it is a tab highway. Yeah. Um, should we should we skip the highway? I think that's the next race. Um, the only thing I'd say is Matthew Dale and mm. Dunn. It's just a consistent. These guys just keep sending the right horses, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Look good. I think I, I think it. Um, 
was it certainly in the numbers. Um, Third is numbers, yeah. Yeah, the the two was the, the second horse was was really unlucky. Second in the lung numbers, uh, Robbie Dolan. Um, you know, he's a, he's a good claiming kid. Um, he's he's ridden in a treat and just got up there. The the ten was a little bit unlucky in the run. Outside those two, I think we had uh, Zardoro on top, which had every chance. Very disappointing. Um, sort of summed up my day. You know, when you find two or three you like and and you um you back, back the longest one. shot. <laughs> back to, yeah, zigged and zagged and all that stuff. But yeah, I was, I was a bit. And he knocks up winning these races. Um, should we move on? Yeah, definitely. Race three was 1800 meters, BM78. Once again, another race had gone 7.8 lengths fast in the class benchmark to the 600. And you've had some off speeders winning it again. Yeah, look, this this is one of the races that I was really upset with myself. Like most days, like consistency in pain. But I'd seen it at the start before, and I thought he was slightly better behaved. So I put him on top, and I'm suggested a bet. But so you win was just typical Waller, as you'd like him, um, relax. So it's it quite chalk and cheese, and it's not like me to go for the for the fiery horse usually. So I was I was kicking myself. I thought Mushareb, funny old run, seems to have come home okay. So you win was a great great ride. Um, but when you've got a horse like Semper Fidelis, he's, he's not much of a horse. Um, I'm not sure there's, there's much um, depth to this race. Look, and just to be fair, the Chris Wallace stable last 50 runners have had five winners for negative 50% ROI compared to the Freeman stable that's running at a 9% positive ROI. So I can see why you've gone that way. Yeah, and the other thing was it, Mushareb did look at top completely, like fit, it, like couldn't get any fitter. And I, I just thought it was, yeah, anyway, you, you live and learn. I thought it just run wasn't too bad. I think it was slowly away. It wasn't, you know, the, the map I had, it wasn't expected to to be back where it was. It was forward and then it was back. Anyway, I'm not making excuses. Um, but, yeah, so, so you win was a, another second pick winner, which is a bit of a theme of the day. Uh, moving so, on. Yeah, definitely. This is probably run of the day. Race four, 1,500 metres, BM88. They have crawled 7.3 lengths slower than class benchmark to the 600. Sea of Stars has gone 13.3 lengths slower than class benchmark and come home, stormed home, nine lengths faster than class benchmark uh, from the 600. It has gone 21.8 light, final 400, 11 seconds, final 200. For a 1,500-metre race, that is absolutely low-flying. It is a massive win. And unfortunately for us, because we had Dagny, right, Mm -hmm. Um, it has – Dagny's run a really good finish to the race and just been bloused by an absolute potential superstar. Yeah, look, I was sitting with Nico Noonan and Trav, his brother, and uh, as they went past us, we we, we kept getting on to uh, Dagny in the run – um, so yeah, it was, it was, it was quite gutting when, when start of the season, another second picker, uh, has done us on the line. Dagny was really forward. Um, you know, I know the horse well, it's been one of these horses running around for years in Sydney. So when he, when he came into the yard, I was, I kind of said to travel, is he first up? It's like, yep. I'm like, well, it doesn't look like he's first up. So, um, you know, she, she, she was really screwed down and, and went pretty close. The betting came for her. Like, she was 40s into $17. I'm looking at punning form here. Um, we had up and rolling on top, though. Um, he's, he's a lightly framed kind of horse. He looked really forward, really bright. He's missed the start by three or four. So, 
Um, he was he was always there was never a chance after that. Um, you know, so, so Chris Waller first four start of the season has done a really great job to to get the win. Um, yeah, Hogmanay is another one of these one of my horses. I usually find in the numbers, it's, it's run pretty well. As same with Veladero, um, you know, they but really they're, they're not. There's not much. There's these horses will probably go around for the next six weeks, and they might even take it in turns. Thought Savakul came back really well. Somehow the betting seemed to know. You know, interesting that it's six fifty out to nine dollars, and Dagnius forties into seventeens. Someone's getting the right wallet mail there. Um, but yeah, Turnbridge probably have enough. I think Mark Roden said that the other week, and they've sent it around again. It seems to run a credible race, but it's it's had all the favours. So you know, I'd be surprised if they they back that up. Fair enough. Moving on to race five, BM seventy four, eleven hundred metres. They have gone uh, half a limp fast from the class benchmark to the six hundred. So pretty usual tempo. And host win Supreme has just taken Call Me Royal on the line from the. Um, so it's a more yard beating the uh, Waterhouse yard for once. Oh, yeah. Well, I thought about the host of Supreme at um, uh, Warwick Farm. I, I, it's exactly that. I was like, oh, Gary Moore, Christian Reith. That's not really a winning combination. And it, it won well that day. It beat a horse um, that went round at $1.30 at Wyong the other day and did no good. So that was a slight knock on it. It was a bit fiery. It was in the numbers, um, and but it was a bit fiery. I think I had a fourth pick. Top pick was Oxford Tycoon, who I hadn't seen since the Rosebud as a three-year-old. Um, you know, strengthened up, come back really well. So he was the main player in the race. Exceltic. Um, I think he's a bit of bit of a sort of a benchmark kind of horse. He seems to run well every start, but not quite get it done. Um, so yeah, I, I think um, I, I don't know. I think he can go around again. He looked he looked really well. Um, you know, I guess Sam Clinton's run it, rode it pretty well. Um, but yeah, Exceltic, um, probably, probably Oxford Tycoon. I've been sucked into a couple of um, Kim War horses on the day. This thing and the thing in the last. They've, they both won't run well, um, but but not quite well enough. It's got beaten half a length. Um, I have two to ask you really about from the, um, the from the sectionals. So Dynamited, who I think is maybe probably going to be suited better over fourteen hundred as a type. Yeah. It's run pretty credible. It's uh it's run through the line in the second best final two hundred. So I'm suggesting it probably needs further. What do you think of it? Just just missed the numbers. Um, you know, could have settled down. It kind of walked a bit straighter. You know, it just, just did a few things wrong. But you know, on, on the whole, one of the, one of the best types in this field, I'd say. Sky Ray in, in instead at 40s, um, who looked you know really screwed down. That that's a horse that you know doesn't carry a lot of condition. So my thinking there was, um, you know, if he's he's probably ready to go today because he's not a horse that can go deep into a prep. But if you're looking first down to 12th here, there's only four lengths between them, and there's only one length between first and sixth. Um, so um, you know, I, I think Oxford Tycoon best type here. Um, but are we going to be taking unders going forward? Um, not sure. But, but I, you know, I, I could I could entertain backing him again in this sort of field at this sort of price, but I, I don't want to be taking much shorter. Sure. And just one other I want to ask you about is Amarita because it's run the best uh, eight six four two of the um, of the race, and is clearly a uh, a standout horse on the day because it's run the. Sorry, let me just pull it up. I think it's in the top. Yeah, number fifth best final 15. 200 of the day. 
Yeah, look, um, you know, he looked, he looked pretty close to it. I, I could find here. Um, maybe, you know, I'll, I'll with that form, really like this. Um, and the same can be said for Call Me Royal. Um, that's that's a real, real, real like greyhound of a thing. Lacks condition, obviously. Um, goes goes pretty good, you know, and and it, it, it paraded with a good attitude. But um, there's not much meat on the bones there to say. So um, I'd, I'd be careful following that one. Fair enough. Um, race six, 1,400 metres, BM78. They've gone 2.2 lengths faster than class benchmark to the 600. Uh, they've recorded the winner, Strom, a 3.3 lengths faster than class benchmark for the win. So pretty good um, horses here. And Strom's just been the $2.20 favourite, really min ruby. Real, I mean. Yeah, and, um, yeah, well, we had um, Constellations on top. Which um, has carried no weight. Uh, I thought it was clearly the best time uh, constellation. It's a bit because you know Maiden up to Sarah, uh, Brock Ryan, um, but to me it was the best type. This real I mean Ruby's same comment with um, the last Gay Waterhouse horse is it's, it's, it's lacking a bit of condition, so uh, it, it might have might have missed its chance. Um, Strom, you know, it's another Robbie Dolan. Perfectly judged ride, just just gets it home. The boy's flying. Um, big price again. You get some big prices about Gary Portelli. He seems to go on all right. Um, what else is there to say? AC Tong D seems to have been well backed and done nothing. Uh, e was. Um, I, I don't know what to make of it. I, I found that first up in in, in the carnival, and, and here we are. You know, six weeks later, against not against not much, and it's it's not doing much. I know it's only beaten three lengths, but um, I thought it looked better first up. Um, Bella success. We were on last start. Um, you know, she, she's holding a condition in typical Waller fashion, but um, constellations for me is the horse to follow. Maybe what what does the punning form data say about his, his run? Because he seemed to be, you know, his wheels were spinning at the the six hundred, and seemed to have come again a little bit. Yeah, he uh, ran the fifth fastest final 600, but the third fastest uh, four and two of the uh, race. The only things that uh, matched beat him late were Shakora and Bella Success, who were both coming from further back in the field. So he's run a really good race based on his position in running. Um, he's just met, met two really good horses in front of him because most days that, that run would actually win this race. Well, um, yeah, look, it, it's yeah, but, well, maybe it, it's 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 worth following. You know, Anthony Cummings seems to have got his stable firing for a change. Definitely. Um, on to race seven, the two thousand meter Lord Mayor's Cup. Grey Lion, who won at fifties last start, went hmm. around five dollars into three dollars forty here. Had to carry Kathy, had to go around off a slow tempo, which was 3.9 lengths slow to the 600 compared to the class benchmark. And this horse still got the job done. It looked like it was going to get claimed and looked like it was going to get claimed, but it's a fighter. And despite not being, I'm going to say, totally suited by tempo, it still got the win from Girl Tuesday and living free. Yeah, look, I was sort of. Um, you know, I saw Live and Free, Live and Free, um, when it got beaten by Fuchi the other day in Agassi, and I thought, I thought, you know, wherever that goes, I want to kind of be on. But 
um, you know, prayed it with a good attitude, but I just think it's, it's maybe, you know, wasn't quite where I expected it to be in terms of the fitness. Um, Grey line looked well. I don't know how I missed the numbers. This is, this is a race I didn't suggest a bet in, you know, kind of learnt that these staying races are not really a good play for me. Um, I think we had, you know, I had something personally on high bridge at 80 to 1, which has got home okay. But, you know, black and gold's got run run well, look good. Um, what do I want to follow out of the race? I, I don't know. You know, even Destiny's Kiss is a funny old, you know, he's, he's like, he's a 10-year-old and he's, he still loves it. He's, he's strutting around there. He uh, needs just, a faster tempo than that. And, you know, if he just gets a soft track, you know, he's, he's going to win some for something. He's, 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 a, he's a bloody marble. Um, so, yeah, he's still got a zest for racing. And, um, you know, I think I had Abdon on top, which just looked cherry ripe for Waller. It's run a good, good race, beaten three quarters of a length. Um, you know, but, again, um, not much I'm really that keen to follow out of here, mate. Fair enough. On a race 8, 1200 metres, BM88, Desert Lord has run, I'm going to say, the second most impressive race of the day. One by three and a half lengths. They have gone seven lengths slow to the 600. The horse has sat just off them. They're absolutely sunk. The horse has recorded, I have to pull this up because it's very impressive. 21.68 final 400. 10.92 final 200. It's very rare you see them break 11 seconds final 200. And this horse has done it. Absolutely trounced them. It is a clear follow to any race next start. Look, he's, um, you know, he, Hawks can be, you know, they can present with a lot of condition or, um, you know, screwed down. And I think I had a second in the numbers. And, um, you know, I just, I just didn't want to jump into the price, whatever it was. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so I, yeah I just, it was a bad play by me. The horse looked really well. I remember Trav, Trav had it on top. He really liked it. Um, and just pissed in here. Um, but, yeah, um, Gresham was a bit fiery in the yard. I, I, you know, he's a bit like that, though. Bit of a head case. Um, the thing that was scratched, not for mine. I think I put it fourth in the numbers, you know, just. Yeah. Um, I forget name. Was it, is it there? It was the thing that was really angry and blowing up, like you wanted to lay it as a, when it was going out to the gates. It was a Godolphin thing, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, number six. Um, yep. But I, for, I forget its name, but, yeah, I think I ended up fourth in the numbers. Top striker, he's, he's just one of these horses that I can never catch, you know. Um, news fan, maybe that's the one to follow. Kim War, it was probably the least um, – it's it's first up and it had a heap of condition on it. So, you know, compa- compare that to – her other two runners of the day. Um, this is the one that's with maybe the most, you know, maybe not next start, next start after possibly, but um, yeah, that, that's something I could follow out of the race. Yeah, second um, best final uh, 200 of the um, race, so it's a good horse. Yeah, follow. yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe even back to Mayor's Greats. But hey, look, this Desert Law looked bloody right first up. You know, it wasn't off a of first up, it was like off a of two month fresh and sort of first up kind of thing. And um, I don't think it's beaten much, but um, it's it's won really well. And on to the last of the day, BM78, 1,400 metres. They've gone around 3.7 lengths slow to the 600 out front. Uh, the three winners, interestingly, have come from midfield or back with something fast from ninth in run, Cuban Royal seventh in run, and Asterius, who's run a massive race from 14th in run, not suited by the tempo, has just missed. Yeah, well, um, it's a bit bit dark because um, it knocked me out. I backed the Manhattan Miss. 
each way, which has run fourth. Um, but look, I don't think they've gone that quite that that quick, so it hasn't really had any excuses. Um, you know, something fast is, is, is you know Anthony Cummings. Um, it's going really well. I, I had Cuban Royal in the numbers. Um, really liked it at a big price. It's been well back. Asterius. Remember, we, we, we discussed this horse last preparation a fair bit. Um, it could be a bit of a tease, Drew. Um, but, yeah, funny race with um, Red Current, who's been one of mine, starting favourites or just about favourite. So, yeah, it's I'm not sure how. You want me to give you a comment on Asterius? I think it is a fresh horse. I think yeah. – you can back it next start, and that's about it. I I would want J-Mac or Tommy Bearer back on board, not McDougal. That's no offense to mm. old mate, but, you know, he's going at uh, six winners from the past 50, negative 47% ROI. Um, I think he got that ride wrong being so far back. But that I can tell you 100% that was instructions from the stable to ride this horse that way. They think it wants to get out to 2,000 meters. It doesn't. It's a 14 to 600-meter horse. I want to be on a next start. Yeah, fair enough. Well, you, you, you've got a fair bit of money to chase back out of it, eh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, not not, not <laughs> doing too well at the moment on it, yeah. that's for sure. Uh, look, um, Konachi's one, one another one of these horses that I've never been able to catch, but sort of, you know, it's always, it often takes my eye. He's come back well, and he'll perform better on a softer track. Matt Maker, not sure what to make of him. I, I thought he would have run a little bit better than he did. He looked, he looked pretty good. Um other than that, calculator is a decent type, but you know he could be a bit of a myth. Uh, but yeah, but that's 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 about it, mate. Um, not sure there's much for me to follow out of the meeting, to be honest. Yeah, I think we'll probably be seeing a couple of these going around in two weeks' time. So it's more just the follow to Rose Hill, Warwick Farm, Randwick, wherever we're racing in a week or two, depending if some back them up on the seven days. That's always an interesting thing. Mm. I think I think we're off to Randwick, not Kenzo this week. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to um, we've got another good week of uh, of weather, so it should be you know pretty close to a fast track there at Randwick, and um, you know get back in the ring and um, get out a few winners. Perfect, mate. Well, looking forward to it. So you'll be back with us on Saturday um, for people playing at home. We would have probably told you this in the first part. But Pete will be covering on Wednesday in WA for us with Dicko on annual leave. It's good timing, Pete. Um, looking forward to getting the mail on a Wednesday, uh, like the old days. Um, very exciting. So um, I'm, yeah, very much looking forward to getting getting the old text from Pete again, the Wizard Pete, of yeah. the West. <laughs> He's much better than Pikey. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not start that. He's all right. <laughs> Yeah. All right, all right, Drew, mate. You, you have a good week, and um, you know, have you got, you got an invite to see the the barber yet? Uh, not yet, but I'll be getting some uh, baby presents, and you know, that's your own self-invite, isn't it? Yeah, come, yeah, come around with some um, some nappies or something, or you know, just just, just some wisdom, uh, some goat beer, um, baby wear, <laughs> some punting attire. Oh, we'll, get, we'll get the betfair stuff going for him. All right, mate. Well, um, I'll, I'll, I'll catch you uh, catch you next Monday. Cheers, mate. Go well. Cheers, mate.